Welcome to Baltimore Sports Today, the daily podcast from the Baltimore Sports Report Network. This is episode 386, and it's Monday, April 17th, 2017. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Happy Monday, Jabby Burns. How are you? It's funny you say that, happy Monday. Um, when your baseball team's playing as well as our baseball team is playing, um, being able to do Monday podcasts are almost some of my favorite because there's so many things that went on, especially this time of season. Uh, the caps, the baseball, obviously. Uh, I watch the NBA, so that I mean, I know your Magic aren't in the playoffs, Zach. I apologize for that, but um, just so many things going on. Spring happens. Easter uh, yesterday here in the Charm City, beautiful day. A lot of stuff going on, and, and I thought it was going to be a beautiful day, and everything turned out great. And then I got a just a wonderful text from my partner in crime, my big brother, little brother Zach. As he sends me a text thinking, hey, I thought, you know, as soon as I see it come up, I'm like, oh, Zach's, you know, wishing me happy Easter. You know, he's got work schedule. What's going on? Uh, news not good on Britain. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> Easter. That was an Easter peeps right in the face. What's amazing is that I found news before Jab did. <laughs> that's, that's the true Easter miracle. Yeah, but I made it all about me after that, didn't I? Not about you. You you just dig into it. So Orioles <laughs> Orioles uh, put Zach Britton on the uh, disabled list. Left forearm. Uh, what I don't know what the word is. Soreness, tightness. It's a forearm injury. Strained left forearm is what I'm seeing on MassInSports.com. Ten day DL. He's eligible to return April 26th, which is the day before uh, my Chick Fil A opens down the road. Mm-hmm. So we'll celebrate the. I get to get a lot of run by the way on the show that Chick Fil A. I think oh, yeah. we should get some free like gift certificates or something. I'm right. planning on getting some free stuff. Right. Chick Fil A. Not on Sunday or not. Frequent visitor. I know. I'm. I'm just glad I can only go six days. A you week. work every Sunday anyway. So what's the difference? I was off this Sunday. Surprise. I was off Saturday and Sunday this week. Glorious. Now, I work 12 days in a row, but I am off Saturday and Sunday. Show off. Um, <laughs> so I I hear forearm injury, strain, and think uh, elbow. That's that's what happens. El- well, the good thing is injury. we're not we're not like uh, worried at all. You know what I mean? We don't have any uh, some complex of every time we hear something from the Orioles, we just immediately go to the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I tend to think... Uh, even outside of the Orioles, just a baseball thing is you hear forearm and you think elbow, Tommy John yep. surgery. That's that's what ends up happening. Um, you dug into it a little bit more and feel a little bit better than uh, than I did when I texted you on Sunday? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I, I, I was a little bit nervous too. Like you said, um, you know, you see that. I think he... We talked about it in the bullpen before the show a little bit how even if he's going to be okay and even if it's just a 10-day thing, he hasn't looked right this whole year, honestly. Uh, balls have been up. And I understand he came into camp late, all the things that happened uh, in spring, right? I mean, I think he I think he didn't even start pitching until like two weeks before spring was done, um, came into some situations. First of all, let's give him credit. Let's, let's remember the guy hasn't you know, giving up a save. And by the way, everybody, he's going to blow a save at some point, right? I mean, he basically has the real record um, tied for the real record because Eric Gagne, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter what you did, sir, because you took more pills than, you know, you <laughs> ate Jose Canseco. How about that? I mean, that's how many pills are inside of your body there, sir. Um, so let, let's just kind of put in context the fact of how great this guy has been and will be going forward. From what I've gathered on Eastern, I try to do my best to not blow up everybody's cell phone that I, that I try to 
I get in contact with because it was Easter. I was trying to figure out what the heck is going on. What what are we going to do here? And so hit up some people. And from what I got back, the three-word thing was no just sore wrist. Now, sore wrist is one thing, forearm. I mean, it, they're all attached, right, Zach? So you got that same area. I'm with you until I see Zach Britton, um, you know, until I see some other things in regards to him, I'm not ready to just say, okay, yeah, sore wrist. I don't care. I, I trust every single person that I, that I contact or certain people that I, that I have that in my phone that I would like be like, okay, that guy, yeah, that that's credible. That's fine. I think he's going to be okay, but still, let's say it is a sore wrist, Zach. There's still something a little off, at least where the pitches are landing. Everything's up. Everything's elevated. He's getting out of jams. Don't get me wrong, but last year, this didn't happen. He doesn't have that diving thing. I think his best pitch that I've seen all year was the one to Pierce. Um, Was that Friday night where he basically loaded the bases? Pierce comes up, and every time my boy Stevie Pierce comes up, I am terrified because as bad as he's going, I know on opening day he had three hits. I don't think he's got a hit since there, but it's 3-2 count, and he just threw that nasty just what was Pierce going to do, but I need to get out of the way of it or swing. I don't know what he was thinking, but that was nasty. Um, But since then, we haven't seen him. He didn't pitch on Saturday in a game that everybody's losing their mind because they had to put Tyler Wilson back out there, guys. (laughs) I mean – I mean, how many times is O'Day, Brock, and Britton going to throw? So in a, in a small way, Zach, I'm not that worried, especially when you get stuff from Steve Molesky and and Rock talking about no MRI scheduled for Britton. He's with the team going to Cincinnati. I think that's a good sign as well, meaning that he's not going to go right back to Baltimore, put him in the X-ray machine or the MRI machine, see what happens. So right now I'm going to say – it's not the worst case scenario if he was. But Zach, I have to tell you, I was thinking about, well, if he is down for a while, and I was, I was talking to Ms. Burns about it and just saying, like, if he is down for a while, we talk about depth, you know, when we laugh about the uh, starting rotation, right? We laughed about how, you know, we have so much depth, depth, depth. Well, legitimately, the Orioles do have depth in their bullpen. That's the one place that would be okay with. Not saying that we could lose Zach Britton and still continue to make a run towards what what Oriole fans would like to see. But there is a guy back there in Brad Brock right now who might be pitching better than anybody in that bullpen. Yeah, that's that's certainly true. And man, wouldn't it suck to not have Darren O'Day back there too, Jeff? <laughs> he's been shaky, but he's looked good he this last couple shaky. outing, and he's getting he's getting better. I see the pitches starting to come down a little bit more confidence. I think he's somebody that, again, kind of like Britton came into camp. I, I, people laugh at spring training, but it's not about the innings. It's just getting that that flow, getting back into that routine. And, and I think that you know Darren's getting close to getting back there. I see he's a little bit more life on his ball, a little bit more tailing. I like that. I want to see a little bit more Givens. I have to say I've been really, really impressed with what he's done coming out of the pin. Um, so, I mean, the bullpen's still probably one of the best in baseball, regardless of what you think uh, of, of some of the guys in the back end. Let's remember Tyler. Just think of Tyler Wilson as a right-handed Brian McFarland. That's all you have to do. Once you do that, then you understand his role. He's not going to blow everybody away, but you need a Tyler Wilson, AKA McFarland in your bullpen friends. So just stop with the Twitter stuff every time he comes in. Yeah, uh, I agree. And and uh, going back to Britain, you mentioned just not looking the same. He's, he is five for five and save opportunities that streaks at 54 in a row. Um, but 10 hits, three walks, wild pitch uh, so far this year. He's yep. he's allowing almost two base runners uh, per inning, and opponents are hitting 345 against him. He's, get, look, results are there, but this is not uh, the same uh, efficiency with which we uh, are, are used to after watching Zach Britton pitch last year. So No, not at all. 
But on the other hand, like you said, it's get it's getting it done. The team again, we're talking about this team like they're you know like they're the Blue Jays or something. Like the, the season's <laughs> the over. Two and ten Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, the Orioles are doing pretty well right now. Offense is carrying them. Something we talked about last week. We wanted to see it in uh, Boston in that series in Boston. We didn't see it the first game, but the bats started coming out in that second game there uh, against Stephen Wright, where they had 100 runs in the first couple innings, um, and then it carried over into into Toronto. I don't think the bats were fantastic in Toronto, but the but the pitching was a lot better. I have to give props to one Wade Miley, somebody that I I'm still not a fan of, but he did log through some innings this weekend. But your boy, I want to give you a tremendous amount of credit on two things. One, Dylan Bundy's so good and so fun to watch. And you said he, if any, if the Orioles need one guy to be great this year, it would be Dylan Bundy, and he's been fantastic. His Zach, he's the first pitcher, and I will say this for a, for a long time that I enjoy. You know, you know, I love Chris Tillman, right? But Chris Tillman doesn't get me like I gotta watch Chris's start. I love Chris because he's solid. Gossman's fine. He makes me crazy because he, he just doesn't trust his stuff. Dylan Bundy looks like a veteran, right? I mean, he's just out there throwing off-speed stuff, guys, on first pitch. I mean, he just looked so good yesterday. Um, Buck got him through six innings, 100 pitches. I would have liked to see him go a little longer. I think later in the year you'll start seeing that, but there was no reason to keep him out there, especially when the Orioles uh, extended the lead there. Well, We will talk about Trey Boom Boom. Trust me, we will. Yeah. But, Zach, I want to give you props on that. And the other thing is you wrote a fantastic article for Masson on Manny. Everybody relax, by the way. Manny Machado's got Mancini's bat now. Everything's fine. Yeah, and Machado goes deep yesterday, which I was glad to see because uh, as I, I was actually listening to uh, to all that game, mm-hmm. um, the, as as the game progressed, you're like, okay, everybody's gotten involved in in this offensive outburst except for Machado, and then he goes deep in uh, what the eighth inning uh, with the two run shot. So so hopefully that'll that'll help him out. Thing that I pointed out in that piece is that Manny Machado is not going to see as many strikes this year as he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in previous seasons, the the league is on to Machado. They know he's uh, one of the best hitters in the game, and he's he's not going to get as many pitches to hit. He's a good enough player that I believe he's going to adjust to that. Uh, and hopefully, we saw the beginnings of that yesterday with uh, with a nice two run homer. Can we also talk about the fact that guess who's hitting behind him and guess how good he's been, by the yeah, way, right. Chris Davis. Uh, so let's all remember, too, there, there's a reason why this team is where it's at and Manny's still hitting what he is hitting, right? Uh, I thought Adam's done a great job in the two holes so far. He's been a little bit more patient for him. Um, I think that's been good. I think the leadoff spot's still just going to be interchanged here and there. I think Sesame's been really good, too. But let's remember, Chris Davis has been really, really good in that four hole, whether it's him, Trumbo, however you want to do it. So you look at it, you go, well, at some point, if these guys continue to be hot and Manny continues to try to stay patient, it's hard for him to stay patient. He's swinging a lot of bad pitches, but he has taken some walks and he knows who's behind him in that lineup. And if and if, and if Mancini continues to be Babe Ruth, what are they going to do there, too? So you just can't continue to pitch around Manny because you know there's a murder row coming up right behind you. So let's let's give some, you know, some context to the fact that you know Manny might not be having the great start to the year, but if he continues to take walks, it's only helping the team. And I think Manny Machado is a team guy, and, and he will continue to do that. And there's some point where it's, he's just too good to keep this down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, you talked about Mancini, and mm. we we should have spent the whole podcast talking about Trey Mancini. Well, your dad, I tell you this, G Money would love that with that show. <laughs> he's the number one fan now. Uh, Trey Mancini goes deep twice yesterday in yesterday's game. Again, he goes deep twice. Bombs too. I mean, they're just pummeled. Monster shots. Four hundred ten, four hundred twenty-two feet. 
uh, for his home runs. The the one in the sixth, I mean, was huge for the Orioles. It was a one nothing game. He hits a three run shot, to give him a four nothing lead, and that was it. I mean, that the game was over at that point. Well, as soon as Hap got off the mound, I knew it was over. Yeah, and, How and the Orioles you see a took team lose their that. pitcher in the middle of the you know a guy pitching really well. Think about this: if you're a gambler and you had the under in that game, right? But Bundy's dealing, Hap's dealing. I think the total was around eight and a half, nine. You know, you're, it's zero zero into the sixth, and then. You know, Hap has some issues, and they said blister on TV. I knew it didn't look like blister. There was something else going on with him, a couple pitches even earlier than that. So, yeah, when he went out, Zach, and then you got to bring in a, you, your bullpen who's not ready to go. Nobody was warming because Hap was dealing. Um, I think that completely changed the game around. I said, I said, dude, I think it was uh, Jackson sitting with. I said, this game's over now. I mean, I, and no matter what, it was only one nothing at the time. They scratched that run across, and everybody was losing their mind. They got that one. That's all we needed. But I mean, right there, the floodgates just start opening up there. Yep. Yeah, they, they truly did, and it started with that three-run shot from Mancini, uh, who now becomes the third player in MLB history to homer seven times in his first 12 Major League games. So I I have not given full credit to uh, to Trey Mancini yet. Uh, I wouldn't say that I was calling his early production a, a fluke, but I just you know thought that it was a, a, a an above-average uh, kind of start to a Major League career. I might have been wrong. This uh, this this might be a, a very big piece for the Orioles going forward. I still think, like like every young big leaguer, there's going to be the league's going to adjust to him. How does he adjust back? But for right now, he's an incredibly important part uh, of the Orioles' offense. And you know, we saw him at first base. I I think from from here on until we start seeing him scuffle, he's going to be out there every day. Yeah, he's got to be, and he's just added to the BST Bombers. Can't believe that he was not on a roster um, in the BST Bombers. So there's another power-hitting first baseman that doesn't do anything for Um, So we're um, we're looking at this, Zach, and first, again, you pointed out 12 home runs, what, seven home runs in his first 12 games record. A couple of those, obviously, last year towards the end of the year. It's it's what he's doing and how he's doing it. And like you said, a big spot yesterday. Um, I thought the at-bat was really good where he basically was fouling off some pitches. He's still got a little bit of trumbo in him and that. He'll swing at some things that are, you know, uh, he doesn't like really like balls up in the zone. Obviously, a lot of power hitters do. He's a big guy, but, you know, up in the zone seems to kind of tie him up a little bit. And you can get him out, you know, throwing curveballs to the outside corner of the plate. I don't know why you throw this guy a fastball middle in. It's just incredible the way he gets his bat hit through and the way he's hitting the balls. The one in Boston, I think, if that dummy didn't catch it at the Green Monster, that might have gone through the Green Monster, the back end of that thing. That thing was hit so hard. I don't know the exit velocity from yesterday, but I'm going to guess it was pretty good. I didn't see his second homer. We were walking to the park. And my phone just started kept buzzing because it was Mancini, then it was Gentry, then it was Vanny. And it turns out, Zach, that the Wonder Bat, back from the old natural days, seems to be the pace. Tell everybody what happened. And, and if you hadn't known, if, you, if you're listening to this, you probably know. But uh, give him a little background of what happened after the Mancini second homer. You're going to have to tell me because I was listening on the radio and oh. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So they go to the uh, the dugout after the game. Buck starts talking about the game and about Mancini. And he said, uh, Gentry walks up to Mancini after a second homer and says, hey, man, let me let me use your bat. And so Je- Mancini's like, yeah, all right. So cool. Hands a bat to him. Gentry hits a two-run homer. He comes in the dugout. Guess who asked for the bat after that? Manny Machado. Manny Machado grabs the same bat and goes up there. Home run, Manny Machado. So I'm pretty sure I, I was I, uh, I think I tweeted Adam Adam Jones that just went into the nether, but I tweeted him. I said, I hope Kevin Buck, who's the uh, traveling secretary, gave 
um, that bat like a first class seat uh, on the nice. airlines to to Cincinnati because I feel like that bat's going to be uh, enshrined in Orioles lore now based on what what Mancini has done with it and additionally what has happened with Gentry and, and Manny behind it. So really good, really cool story. Guy seems like a really likable guy uh, in Mancini, somebody um, that it's easy to root for, right? And, and coming through the system. What with the Orioles, and I always make fun of our system, but I mean, we are getting guys that are coming up here and and making a difference. The thing I'm saying about it, Zach, is not only is it good for the team now, and it's great for for Mancini in general, but this is only adding to the fact that they have too many of these type guys in the lineup. Could Trey Mancini be packaged with somebody to go out and get a real starter? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking the value has got to be high because uh, if there's one thing the Orioles have proven, right? I mean, we can we can really criticize their ability to develop starting pitchers, but uh, they have found a way to develop guys that can absolutely mash balls, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I, I guess the the bad thing about that is uh, that, that there is uh, a lot more of that in the league than there used to be, at least in recent seasons, um, and a lot less uh, pitching. Especially seeing the uh, injuries that that continue. To oh happen. man! Um, so that that's the bad thing. I don't I don't know how valuable that is when uh, when a lot of teams are able to do it. But but the Orioles have been able to uh, to really do that consistently. And I was a little worried. I mean, my my initial kind of thought on Mancini early on in the year was, uh, you know, don't don't expose this guy and and diminish his value. Right? He's probably one of the uh, most expendable pieces. Uh, on the roster and continuing to play him uh, and let him get exposed to major league pitching and bring those numbers down is only going to bring his value down. Uh, right. I, I was totally wrong on that. <laughs> I was completely wrong on that because he can handle uh, major league pitching. At least so far, he uh, turned on a 95-mile-an-hour pitch and, and smashed a three-run shot in the second deck of uh, of the the old Skydome oh, Rogers yep. Center there last uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, 404 feet exit velocity, 108 Jeez. miles an hour. So the guy, the guy can uh, can crush some pitching, and, and he can definitely match. It's been important. I mean, for now, I know we're talking about you know doing the the, the whole trade and everything, but uh, Orioles starters, I I thought pitched pretty solid in Toronto. Um, yep. and, and you know, I, I still got think Toronto at the right time too. That's for sure, absolutely, yep, definitely. Talk about down, that too. But you don't make the schedule; you you just play the schedule. So. Play the teams on your schedule. Take advantage of that, uh, which the Orioles absolutely did. So, um, yeah, I, I think starters, you know, is going to be their their weakest point throughout the year. But they got it done, and Mancini was an important part of them winning three out of these four games. Oh yeah. Uh, so I I'm not quick to uh, to you know ship him out anyway right now. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that, but it's just better that we're having the success that he's having early on and, yeah, you know, can sure. quiet some of the people that are, you know, and I, we love Kim as much as anybody on this show. But all those people that tell tell me and other people on Twitter how to do the lineup, um, can we just let Buck do the lineup? Can we just I know I want Kim in as much as everybody else, but when a guy's basically setting records for for home runs in, in his first 12 games of the year, Kim will get his at-bats. Kim should play maybe all three games in um, Cincinnati. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Trey. As hot as he is, how are you going to take his bat out of the lineup? He played first base yesterday, gave Chris a blow at first, um, you know, Trumbo in the outfield. So if they're going to do a little bit more of that, I like I keep telling people, everybody says, well, why just move Chris to the outfield? And then he could just say, you know, play like that. Chris doesn't want to play the outfield. I don't know what anybody wants to talk about, but he's not going to play the outfield. 
He's not going to third base. I've heard that stupid thing, too. You can put him at third and put Manny at short. They're just not going to do that, all right? Chris doesn't want to play the outfield. He's got the biggest contract in Orioles history. He has a lot of lot of juice. The only guy who has more juice than Chris is your boy Brady. So, I mean, that's that's about it on that and the way the juice runs in that team. So, um, I think you're just going to find spots. I think Buck does a great job of that. Did you find it did you were you a little bit worried uh when Jonesy had a little uh, tweak? I know you were listening on the radio, but uh, he had a little tweak later in the game and then super worried. Yeah. Because at that point the game is so far out of hand yeah. and I appreciate the effort, but take it easy, Jones. This game yeah. is won. Don't don't get yourself injured. It didn't sound like it ended up being too big no. a deal. Um, but man, uh, I mean, I, I love the guy and, and that's the type of guy he is going a hundred percent in a game that, that the Orioles had clearly won at that point. But yeah, man, take, you know, slow, slow your roll. Take it easy. Yeah. We're good. Well, here's the thing too. I'll give you a little, if you guys don't follow, um, AJ on Twitter, he's quite active, um, with the fans too. He'll get back going back and forth. He went back and forth with our boy, uh, Nestor a couple days ago too, which is hilarious to see too. But, uh, I think he tweeted, this was his last tweet before, the the mute button, a win and an off day. Oh, how grand it is. See and Cincy on Tuesday, Birdland. And then there's a bunch of things. Rest up, hope you knee doesn't give you much trouble. This guy tweets to AJ. And he tweets right back, what's up with my knee? You know what I mean? That's just kind of what he's into. He's playing this game hard. Don't worry about it. Um, he'll be out there, be out there off day today in Cincinnati. And then they're going to play three. Obaldo on the bump on Tuesday. We'll, we'll preview that maybe tomorrow and talk about that, that, that rivalry that is the Cincinnati Reds and Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Um, I think in the 70s they played in the World Series against each other. I think that's back in the day. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting going in Cincinnati. By the way, a team that you and I both thought would lose over 100 games might be one of the worst teams this this. Uh, this side of the San Diego Padres, but Cincinnati's come out and they've actually been pretty damn good. They might even be leading the um, uh, NL Central. That's one of the, I would think, surprising things. A lot of young guys on that team that are playing yeah. well. Um, and if you're into DraftKings, Cozart, the shortstop, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He's been so good. It's, look, I mean, uh, looking at the standings and not mm-hmm. to take anything away from the Orioles, but it is clearly an early standings. I, I want to screenshot the standings and then get back to them in like the middle of June. Okay. Um, just because I, I just, you know, Minnesota being in, in second place in the Central is, uh, is kind of That was my surprising team. The, the, the uh, Yankees have uh, reeled off a bunch of wins in a row, seven in a row. They're now in second place, uh, half a game back on the Orioles. That's a young team that I, I don't expect to uh, to hang around. Cards three and nine. Uh, Cardinals have been awful. They might not be great, but they're not mm. going to be a team that uh, that is in last place in in the NL Central. And neither is the Reds being a first place team. Yeah. Um, in the NL Central, struggling a little is, bit. Miami's leading the NL East. That's funny. Colorado's leading the NL West. That's funny. So look, it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, San Francisco's been awful. Their offense, I don't know what to tell you. That offense is just anemic, too, out there in the Bay Area. So that we'll figure out what happens there. I think the Dodgers will end up rising to the top there. Um, you know, the Nats, I don't know if you saw Harper yesterday. Harper I was did. fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Um, three run, uh, two run bomb early in the game, and then he comes up with two on and uh, the team down one. Um, and he just does what strike. he strikes. Count the guy comes in there and just throws a. I mean, I mean, you knew Harper. If you threw him anything but what he got there, there's no chance that because he, he's swinging right. I mean, Harper's in a zone right now. He's back to the a couple years ago where he's able to swing it. Now I'm a little excited because I might have had Harper in a in a couple of DraftKings lineups yesterday, so that was very exciting. Um, I don't have anything against the Nats except for when we play them, so it was, it was good to see uh, that down there. I just enjoy watching good baseball players too. Going back real quick to the standings, Zach. I say this all the time, and I don't care what I don't care what people like it or they don't like it. You can win pennant. You can't win pennants in April. The Blue Jays lost a pennant in April. I'm telling you, they're two and ten. 
They're five games back of the Orioles. I know it's early. Don't get me wrong. They're going to get some wins. But now with Sanchez going on the DL with, with the blister, Jay yeah. Happ's elbow looks awful. That's yeah. trouble there. Estrada looked really good on Saturday. He pitched really good. I thought Estrada's still one of their better pitchers there. But they are starting to find their way to lose games. Their offense is just anemic. I mean, that guy Travis finally got a hit. I think he was 0 for 80 before he finally got a hit on Saturday. Uh, our boy Stevie Pierce looks in trouble. So if there's one team that I enjoy seeing <clears throat> some of the some of the issues happening to them, and like I said, good time to get out of Toronto because they will heat up at some point. But Batista's bat looks old. Yeah. Uh, Donaldson, by the way, on the DL with a calf injury that I don't think will be going away soon. Those are one of those things where he looked awful when he did. I, I expect him a lot longer than 10 days to be out. And I'm not trying to you know, S all over the Blue Jays, but if it's going to happen to any team in baseball, it's really not breaking my heart that it's happened to the Blue Jays. No. And right now, we're also in a Toronto kick here because our caps, mm-hmm. Zach, not only made me stay up way past my bedtime on Saturday. I know. But you start playing two overtime games in this GD hockey playoffs, which is just just take a look at what Chicago's doing with Nashville on that side and some of the other things that are going on in, in hockey. Man, if I I say this a bunch of times, Zach, it's got to be the hardest dang thing to win. It, it's it does. just unbelievable. I know. It's so razor thin. It's so different. Watch some basketball over the weekend and then you watch hockey. God, it's so – it's just – it's so different. The contrast of every single play, every single – uh, puck up in the air. I mean, Tom Wilson gets the game winner on, uh, you know, going all the way back to, was that, Thursday night? Yep. And then Saturday, you know, we're in a dogfight with Toronto, a Toronto team that, by the way, I thought their goalie was terrible. Oh, my yeah. God. He's like Patrick Waugh. Yeah, what happened? Fights. What happened? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Caps are throwing a lot. Of, I'm telling you, they're throwing a lot of great shots at there. So if they continue to do that, I actually thought they played better in their loss than they did in, in their win on Thursday. That's what's so frustrating about these games. Yep. That's what's so but tough God, about Guess them. what? Love about hockey is every other day. You don't wait like the NBA when the Wizards play, I think, another 10 days from now. Uh, hockey's right back at it tonight. you got the Caps up there in Toronto. So uh, take care of business up there. Kind of steal back home home ice advantage because it looks like the Pens have basically put the Blue Jackets to bed last night. As they went, um, they were down 3-1 in the first. You thought the Blue Jackets maybe get back in this series. Nope. Uh, Sid the Kid and, and the Pens do work. We'll get one late. End up winning 5-4. And I actually basically put the Blue Jackets to bed, which – Totally kills my theory of that series going deep and, and them beating up each other. So it looks like the Caps are the ones that are going to Yeah, be remember deep. we were talking about that? Oh, would you yeah. rather the Caps sweep and then be rested? <laughs> no. Nope. nope, the Caps can't make it easy. I've, I've just no. started to realize that. No, they can't. So whatever. No. Get well, Take it Take it. Uh, one one game, one series at a time. I should know better than anybody. Yeah. That's how you do I was jumping on board with this team. I was so excited. But you know, I still think they're okay in this series. But... I think Toronto might get one. You know, maybe this thing comes back two-two back to Verizon Center Game Five, which is pretty normal for the Caps. Which basically means there might be a Game Seven, a terrifying Game Seven oh, back at Verizon Center, uh, you know, sometime next week. So hopefully they they can take care of business, get on to the next round. And um, like I said, I don't care that they have to play the Pens because you're going to have to play the Pens at some point. Got to get through them, but first you got to get through Toronto because this team's much better than I anticipated them to be, and it's pretty good. It's fun. It's a fun series to watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Definitely is. Yep. All right, Jabby Burns. Well, uh, looking forward to a week full of uh, sports talk mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. here with you on BST. Always good talking to you, my friend. You too, pal. For Jab, I am Zach. Thanks so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>